I'm Randy Bachman, and this is the Vinyl Tapcast. We are rocking and rolling and taking a ride through the time machine. Put on your seatbelts and get ready for a ride through 1968. We're continuing last week's ride. 1968 was an amazing time. If you were there, you will remember these songs. They will bring back memories. Richard Nixon was the president. We, I don't know if we'd celebrate that or not, but it was the release of the 747, big jumbo jet that changed travel for all people flying on airplanes. It was the era of the power trio of Cream and of Jimi Hendrix. We're going to kick off the show with classic rock from 1968, Crosstown Traffic, written by Jimi Hendrix, from the album Electric Ladyland. And you'll notice the thing in it that goes... He wanted a kazoo and nobody had a kazoo, so we asked for a piece of tissue paper and put a comb against it. If you've ever done this with a tissue paper and a comb, you can put against your teeth and your mouth and kind of hum and out comes this incredible sound that sounds like nothing else. There's Jimi Hendrix, 1968, with the Jimi Hendrix experience, Noel Redding on bass and Mitch Mitchell on drums, Crosstown Traffic. Crosstown Traffic. Power trio there, and here's another trio that you don't expect. It's the Rolling Stones. Charlie Watts on drums, Mick Jagger singing, and Keith Richards playing lead guitar and the bass. Bill Wyman was not there at that time. They had this idea for a track. I don't even know if it's a real drum set. It's just the congas. 1968, Sympathy for the Devil. Watts, Jagger, and Richards. Woo-woo! Sympathy for the Devil, a great, great song. Amazing lyrics written by Mick Jagger. If you listen to the lyrics in that, it is really quite an amazing story he tells. We're going to go to Traffic, a song written by Dave Mason, who we said earlier played the 12-string Fender acoustic guitar on All Along the Watchtower by Hendrix. This is written by Dave Mason. He was in Traffic, and he's written some really great songs. 1968, Feeling All Right. That was traffic with feeling all right. This was the year that Johnny Cash and June Carter got married in Franklin, Kentucky, with Merle Kilgore as the best man. This is the year Bill Graham opened the Fillmore East in New York City, and after the assassination of Martin Luther King, James Brown appeared on national television and did his little bit to calm the feelings of anger felt in the United States, and the rock musical hair opened on Broadway at the Biltmore Theater on April the 29th. Richard Nixon was our president, 
CCR, Creedence Clearwater Revival, was still doing cover songs. John Fogarty was still writing his stuff that became the classic songs of Creedence Clearwater Revival. This was written by Screamin' Jay Hawkins, put out by Creedence Clearwater in 1968. I put a spell on you. John Fogarty singing and playing guitar there with I Put a Spell on You, the Screaming Jay Hawkins song. Now a guy, Felix Cavalieri from the Rascals, who I toured with in 1995 as part of Ringo Starr's All-Star Band. I got to play this song every night and a lot of the other Rascals songs. This features Felix on vocal, Eddie Brigatti singing as well, and Canadian guitarist Gene Cornish playing his guitar. Produced by the Rascals and Arif Mardin. The song is called People Gotta Be Free. That was Felix Cavalier and the Rascals with People Gotta Be Free. Now we're going to go to a song written by Robbie Krieger. And it's amazing how many of the Doors songs this guy wrote. Very prolific songwriter. Basically wrote most of their songs. Sometimes he would add in Ray Mancerek on keyboard and usually Jim Morrison's poetic lyrics. Here's a song called Touch Me by the Doors. And I last uh, time I was in L.A., I went to the Doors studio. Robbie Krieger's studio has all the Doors gold and platinum records on the wall all their gears from their last tour i was there recording a song with him and a bunch of other musicians for the prince documentary a song that i had written to be sung at the end of it which never came out because everything got shut down even though we recorded the song by covid so maybe that'll be picked up but here is the doors in 1968 touch me written by robbie krieger Come on, come on, come on, now touch me, babe Can't you see that I am not afraid? What was that promise that you made? That was The Doors with Touch Me. Now we're going to go to a really simple song known as the Hambone Beat. Ching, 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 ching which is Bo Diddley made famous with every one of his songs. And every once in a while, another song would come up with that beat. People always like it. There was I Want Candy by The Strained Loves. And there's this one by The Who, written by Pete Townsend, 1968, Oh, oh The Magic Bus. That was The Who with Magic Bus. And now we're going to go to the battle for number one. The two most famous and popular bands 
in the world at that time were the Beatles from England and the Supremes from Detroit, Michigan. They'd have a number one, boom, the Beatles would knock them out. Boom, the Supremes would knock the Beatles out. Boom, back and forth. Not only were we competing with them, like with the Beach Boys and other bands and throwing in Canadian stuff, it was the number one spot. So here's the Beatles, that re the longest single ever released up until that time, maybe of all time, I'm not sure, but the longest single at that time. And it was blown out by Diana Ross and the Supremes with a song called Love Child. So here are the Beatles celebrating that they're just hit and left number one, Hey Jude. Hey Jude, don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. Remember to let her into your heart. Then you can start to make it better. That was Hey Jude, written for Julian Lennon by Paul McCartney. This week, it's 1968, with Vietnam War protests, the unfortunate assassination of Martin Luther King and Bobby Kennedy, and this was the year of endings and quittings. Chas Chandler, the bass player from The Animals, who produced Jimi Hendrix, quit producing and working with Jimi Hendrix over a difference in the recording studio etiquette. He wanted to record, Jimi Hendrix wanted to party. Janis Joplin and the Big Brother performed their last concert together and she went solo. Our music is celebrating 68 and here we go with The Wait. From Toronto, Robbie Robertson, part of the band and Ronnie Hawkins' first big band, The Hawks. Written by Robbie, sung by Lee Von Helm, the drummer. And this song is actually about people they actually knew. And the song is misnamed as The Wait. It should be called Take a Load Off Annie. You know what song I'm talking about. Here's the band with the weight. Well, that was the band. Take a load off Annie. Here's Janis Joplin, 1968, written by Jerry Ragavoy and Burt Burns, a great classic song of hers that was originally done by Irma Franklin that Janis Joplin added to her repertoire in 1968 with the holding company, Janis Joplin, Peace of My Heart. Janis Joplin, Big Brother and the Holy Company with Peace of My Heart. If you want to send us some mail, send it to Randy's Vinyl Tap, P.O. Box 2100, Sydney, B.C., Canada, Victor 8, Leonard 3, Susie 6. Email can go to mailbag at randysvinyltap.com. We're continuing our ride through 1968. You're in a band in Toronto. You are called Sparrow. You get a new lead singer named John Kay who comes over from Germany 
Your name is Jerry Edmonton. You write a bunch of great songs. You change your name to an incredible book written by Herman Hess called Steppenwolf. And you want to change your name and you go from being Jerry Edmonton to the coolest name in rock and roll. You change your name to Mars Bonfire. You write a song called Born to be Wild. It's the first time the lyrics ever appeared that said heavy metal thunder. He coined the term heavy metal. Isn't that incredible? Here's 1968 written by Mars Bonfire, John Kay singing with Steppenwolf, Born to be Wild. Born to be Wild. Now we're going to go to a song that has a great history. There was a song called Deep Purple written by Hoagie Carmichael that was a big hit by Nino Tempo and April Stevens. And then this band took the name Deep Purple, which is a great name for a rock band. And this song was written by Joe South. It's called Hush. It was first put out by Billy Joe Royal, but in the middle of this song, it goes na 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 dunk 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 dunk. That's the tail end of the song. That progression came from Hey Joe. So this is the beginning of that chord progression. If you're in the key of E, you go to the C chord, back to the G chord, back to the D chord, back to the A chord, and back to the E, and you're right back to where you start. It's a great progression for a song. So listen to it for that progression. 1968, this is Deep Purple, it's called Hush. was Deep Purple with Hush. We mentioned earlier the Jeff Beck group and how incredible they were coming together from the remnants of the Yardbirds. And here's a song that was recorded in the Yardbirds by Jeff Beck and he didn't like the way they did it. It was too poppy and not cool enough. So he did it again on the Truth album with the Jeff Beck group, 1968. Written by Jim McCarty, Keith Rolfe, and Paul Samuel Smith. Here's the Jeff Beck group with the amazing Rod Stewart on vocals. Shapes of Things. Jeff Beck Group with Shapes of Things. This is Randy Backman, and you're listening to the Vinyl Tapcast. For a full list of songs played, visit randybackman.com slash vinyl tap, and then hit the link. Here's a song from 1968 written by Tommy James, Bo Gentry, Richie Cordell, and Bobby Bloom. We all know Tommy James and Shondells from their hit called Hanky Panky. Here's a similar kind of song, probably the same music track, called Moni Moni, 1968. Here she comes now, 
Moni Moni, Tommy James, and the Shondells. Now a band that was from San Francisco that was really incredible. I did many shows with them. The first was the Seattle Pop Festival in 1969 where they did this song. This is from 68. They were Freddie Stone, Sylvester Stone, Rose Stone, Larry Graham on bass, who was their friend, Cynthia Robinson, Jerry Martini, and Greg Erico. They were called Sly and the Family Stone. This is written by Sylvester Stewart. The song peaked at number eight on the Billboard singles, and this influenced the Jackson Five, Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, everybody that came after this song, Earth, Wind, and Fire, that did this pop music that was funk, bass, in order to, and sing-along chanting dance music. Here's Sly and the Family Stone, 1968, with dance to the music, and they played all the instruments. One of the, I think his sister, Rose Stone, played the clarinet in this. They actually played on stage. She played in the high school band, so they're playing this funky stuff. The bass player, Larry Graham, went on when they broke up to form Graham Central Station, where he was the bass player and the lead guy in the band. So here's Sly and the Family Stone, dance to the music. Sly and the Family Stone with Dance to the Music, going from that to one of the heaviest songs of all time and one of the heaviest shows of all time. I had quit the Guess Who in 1970 and I went to this show at the Winnipeg Arena. This show starred Led Zeppelin, but when they came, they landed in Winnipeg, their gear went to Sweden. They landed in Winnipeg with no gear and said they couldn't play the show. We said nonsense. We got Doc Steen to go on the radio on CKRC and our friend on CKY, PJ the DJ, and told every band member to bring their amps and their guitars to the Winnipeg Arena, and we did. This was early on a Saturday morning because they were supposed to play outside in the Winnipeg Stadium, and it had rained and poured, so they couldn't be outside. We went inside the arena where they played hockey. Everybody brought their stuff. They set up, and Led Zeppelin played. Jimmy Page played My Last Paul through my Garnet amp. John Bonham played Gary Peterson's drums, and Led Zeppelin played. Also on this show was amazing. The Canadian band Chilliwack was on it. So was the Ides of March, who later became Survivor and had the big hit Eye of the Tiger. The show also, besides Led Zeppelin, featured these guys, Iron Butterfly. Talk about heavy names, Led Zeppelin and Iron Butterfly. This song originally was called In the Garden of Eden, Baby. But when he sang it, it was like, In a God of Davida, baby. So it became In a God of Davida, one of the longest heavy metal singles of all time, 1968. And DJs loved this because they could put it on and run out to the bathroom or run out and get a sandwich or something and come back. That's why these long songs made it every once in a while. This was written by Doug Engel, who was the lead singer. It's a real heavy metal thing, 1968, In a God of Davida, Iron Butterfly. Inagata Davida, Iron Butterfly. You're listening to the Vinyl Tapcast 
All the songs I'm playing are available on Spotify. To find them, go to randybackman.com slash vinyl tap and hit the link at the bottom of the page. You'll find the songs there. You take a simple little ditty song that Ringo Starr sang on Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band called With Little Help From My Friends. You give it to a guy with a voice that sounds like a gritty, like he eats sand for breakfast. A gritty, bluesy voice. His name is Joe Cocker. You get a the organ player from Procol Harrow, the drums from another heavy rock band there. You get Jimmy Page on guitar. You get a bunch of singers. You throw them into a studio, and you come up with this incredible classic version of With a Little Help from My Friends. I was with the Guess Who in the early 2001, 2002. We were touring Canada and the U.S., and our opening act was Joe Cocker. And I would go out every single night to see Joe sing this song with his band and hear him do the middle part where he does one of the world's greatest screams in the middle. So listen to this song. It's Joe Cocker with a little help from my friends, 1968. Joe Cocker and with a little help from my friends. Ending the show in 1968, I am with the Guess Who. Burton Cummings is with the Guess Who. We're writing our own songs. This is a cool, heavy song featuring the Herzog, a thing I invented with Gar Gillis in Winnipeg that gave my guitar a heavy, well, heavy metal sound and was the sound later on of American Woman. This is the guitar in the 1959 Les Paul, one of these called the Keystone Guitars of Rock and Roll that's now in the museum in Calgary the Bell Museum there. And here's a song that features the guitar, some pretty psychedelic lyrics and some pretty cool harmony. Here's the Guess Who with When Friends Fall Out. Friends fall out, the guess who? The ride is over. Thanks for jumping on board. You can unbuckle your seatbelts and rest for another week. We'll be back in six days and 22 hours. I'm Randy Bachman, your host. Todd Elvidge did the production here, and Tal Bachman did the research. And that's it for now. I'll be back with another Vinyl Tapcast very soon. <laughs>